Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Zone time back for another episode. Sam from the Broadcast Podcast is here. Omar from In The Mentions is here. And Arun Srinivasan is back in the house. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Long time no speak. Man, so good to be back on my favorite hockey show in the game with all you guys. That's high so. praise. There are a lot of hockey shows you could have been on, but you chose to be here with us. Uh, let's not waste time and get to these topics and talk about the best team right now in the National Hockey League, or at least the hottest team in the National Hockey League right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs, winners of 14 of their last 16. They swept through their California road trip, which, as I mm. understand, I think that's like the third time that's happened in their mm. team history. They're doing really yes. well. They didn't even trail at any point in any of those games against Ooh. California. And uh, apparently I have an apology to make. Yes, um, yes. Less than a week ago, Omar mm. put out a tweet saying that uh, he thought uh, Tim Hortons, they had these like, picks you can make if you get points from them you can get like coffees and stuff like that whatever michael bunting apparently wasn't available as an option for him it looked like at the beginning and then Mm -hmm. i told him to get over yourself and then he said i'll come back to this if he scores that night what happened he scored scored that night and Mm -hmm. uh which by the way it wasn't even like an actual like goalie score it's like a fluke one that like went off phil to know wasn't it like okay whatever they don't they don't add they don't say how they just say how many julian so then, Omar, so then Omar quote tweeted my get over yourself tweet and put out a video of Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, just doing the damn thing that he does. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry I doubted Michael Bunting. Uh, I, yes, I will eat humble pie and crow. Is that what you want? Is that yes, what you want? Yes. Listen, man, everyone called me a madman. Everyone called me crazy. For, for, loving, for loving a player, for buying his jersey, ripping on you me saying are. I have Michael Bunting boxers and Michael Bunting pencils. And Michael Bunting has six goals on the season. And Michael Don't Bunting forget the bedspread. That, not yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe in like a month or so, right? Maybe I'll have my own little tweet. You know what? Maybe one day I'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll be hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs to do something. And I'll put out my own tweet in Michael Bunting sheets, John Tavares style. And say it's good. It's good to finally be working for my childhood team. This is great. This is sweet. And then Michael Bunting will say, "Hey, weren't you that one person who supported me from the beginning?" And I'll say, "Yes." And you say, "Weren't you that also that person that dunked on Julian McKenzie on Twitter?" And I'll say, "Yes, I did." And then we'll walk off into the sunset and get a coffee while he's holding the Stanley Cup. Do you listen to yourself? Yes, thousand percent. 
Okay. Lot, actually. Right. Well, <laughs> well, let's. Okay, here's a serious question I have about the Leafs, and uh, I'd like your perspective, Omar, and then I'd like Arun and Sam's perspective because they also, just like myself, don't live in Toronto. Uh, Toronto. The fact. Oh, sorry, my bad. You do live in Toronto, Arun. I'm sorry, but you're not as you're not as deranged as our friend Omar here with your Leafs fandom or whatever Leafs fandom you might have or none of that. I don't even think you have that actually. Anyway, the fact that the Leafs are so good right now, right? Like they've won as many games as they have. It's, it's like the end of November. Well, we're in December right now by the time mm. everyone sees this. Like, is it okay to be a Leafs fan and like enjoy all of this? Because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, you know what's going to happen in April. You know what's going to happen in the playoffs. Is it okay to, to, to enjoy this? Um, yeah, I would say so. Uh, just because I think the there have been times in the past where the Leafs have had hot streaks where mm-hmm. they've looked solid. You know, where they, they rip home like six wins, seven wins or whatever. But this just looks different. Like the way that they're winning these games, the way that they're playing, their their commitments to the all-around game and they're getting the goaltending to back it up. It just looks and feels different. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, shooting myself in the foot once again. But just watching them play, it, it's allowed me to bring my wall down. And I tweeted it. I said, I'm all in. I'm ready. And if I get hurt, Come April or May, hopefully it's at least May, maybe end of May, hopefully. Um, then you know, then then we'll see how things go now. Then, but like honestly, like, like this this Leafs team just looks and feels different. They just look like they're on a mission. They look more mature, and they look like they understand all the things that Sheldon Keith was saying last year about the, you know, the best ways to win and how you have to play. And, you know, all, whether it's a, a death player or a star player like Matthews, they're all up in the crease. They're all up in the net. They're getting deflections. They're trying to, you know, tap, tap in rebounds and stuff. So, you know, this is the style that wins in the playoffs. So, and I think they finally understand that. See, I think there's like two schools of thoughts too. And it's not necessarily even like resistant to Omar's point because these two schools of thought are necessarily um, not rooted in objective reality. And this is what I mean by it. this is why I so vehemently wanted to say why I am living in Toronto. So by doing yes. some man on the street reporting of sorts, it seems like the camp is fractured in, in two camps. Like if you were ideologically committed to, to not being on board with the Leafs this year, then even this, what was it? 14 and two start uh, in the month of November. 14 of their last 16 they've got in their last 16 games. Right. So I feel like this question was posed in various group chats that I've been in with Leafs fans today. Like, hey, it's the end of the month. Leafs had arguably their best month in franchise history. Are you all the way back in? And if you were willing to give the Leafs another chance, or you weren't, if you hadn't jumped off the fan base after uh, last spring's collapsing against the Canadians, then you probably are very much on board with the team again. If you aren't, if you did make a firm commitment though that this is it, I'm out. Even that, like I told someone today, Jack Campbell is likely the Vezina favorite at the moment. The Leafs look better. They're not making as many of those, you know, what the hell type of defensive mistakes that they were sort of characterized before in the past. And that was just met with, that's nice. Let's go in around. You know, I think even in that's been reflected some of the bar culture in the Western of Toronto too. Like I was there to watch the Leafs game against the Penguins one of the rare losses in November. And like, you could just see the whole bar. They're either just like, they weren't even upset. They were just quietly holding the team in contempt. Um, there are some sports bars that are refusing to play the Leafs. Um, outright. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, That's incredible. I went to really? a bar. I went to a bar at uh, King and Bathurst, which is, if you're not from Toronto, it's like sort of in the downtown core of the city. 
and they just refused to play the Maple Leafs over uh, the late Sunday night football game. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So for as encouraging as this has been and objectively rooted in reality, the Leafs arguably are the best team in the NHL at the moment. You know, it's going to take a lot more to sort of win back that lack of trust for back of um, lack of determination. Finally, I know I've been going on for a while. My Leafs fandom is still there, Julian. It's just, I guess, dormant. I don't know. That's fair. Right, Sam, what do you think? Sorry, I'm trying to wrap my head around a sports bar refusing to play the Leafs game right now because as far as I know, there are no sports bars in Vancouver who are refusing to play Canucks games, and that's actually a legitimate thing to do right now. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in a second. No worries. That's that's wild. I think the only the only sports bar in Vancouver I've ever been to is that has refused to play a Canucks game is um, the shark club. And that was because they're owned by Tom Galliardi. <laughs> oh, the Dallas stars. The stars. <laughs> that's interesting. That's, that's the only time that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think you should enjoy it. Like the whole point of sports is, I mean, notwithstanding that all of us have tortured fandoms on this show, the, the theory behind sports is that it should be there to entertain you and be fun. Um, and you know, as much as you can dread April and playoffs, why not enjoy it when they're winning? And I realize that runs contrary to my entire fandom theory of being the a Canucks fan because I can't enjoy when they win ever right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to uh. begrudge anyone who wants to enjoy it. Like when you win 14 games, like have fun because there's going to be enough misery to come later. Wow. What a dick. Wow, that long that, build up, that long build up just for the That was bird. so well done. <laughs> well done. So Sam with the bird, Arun with the research, and, and Omar, of course, being the fan. But now I want to know is like the fact that they've done as well as they have, like, is it also okay to say that they're good, right? Like, like people are saying they're a contender, like. This team like, should be good enough to oh, win that series, right? Okay. I thought you were gonna. Say, I thought you were gonna say another word. Sorry, I was about to be like, no, don't. What, yeah. what word did you think I was gonna say? I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say oh, it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that word. And oh, last year, your boy nah. Chris Johnson screwed us. So you know. Okay. 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 Time out. Time out. He called the Canadians that first. People seem to forget this. He called the Canadians a juggernaut. And then they started to suck. And then they eventually made the Stanley Cup final. Why is and then it that what happened? Worked? And then what happened? Well, we'll get to that too later on in the <laughs> show. But they still made it to a Stanley Cup final. Like people need to realize that like the juggernaut, sorry, I know I said it, but like it, it's not that bad of a word being called yes, the juggernaut. Is. Yes, it is. It's like Voldemort. It's not that bad of a yes, word. It yes, it is. It's like, no, you can't. It's, it's like, the, it's like, did you watch the Candyman? Is that the Candyman? You say the Candyman's name five times, the Candyman appears out of nowhere and kills you. I no. did. I played. I played Macbeth in in high school in like high school theater and all that. Like I get. I get the whole thing. You're not yep. supposed to say Macbeth, but I Absolutely. just said Macbeth. Like I. I get it. Like I understand. There's stuff. I was just waiting for. Sacred, but, like, <laughs> I was waiting for something behind you just like come out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! No, no, yeah. no. Wait till wait till the end of this episode. We'll all just be eternally cursed with something. I guess I've had too <laughs> yeah. good of a year. Apparently, I don't mm. know, man. Like, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the fact that the Leafs are good. Enjoy the fact that they're actually playing really well. It doesn't matter that it's November or December or whenever that they're having this run. Like, it's good. Have like it, sports are supposed to be fun. You're supposed. 
supposed to be able to enjoy yourself. You could be the Arizona Coyotes right now, but they're not winning a damn thing right now. Be the Toronto Maple Leafs. At least they're a team that's supposed to make it to the playoffs. We'll see what happens when they make the playoffs, but enjoy it while you can. And, and hey, you know what? I'm not even mad about the fact that you dunked on me the way that you did. I know at the beginning it was doing it begrudgingly and all that, but you know what, Omar? I'm actually really happy for you because you see, Omar, I think very highly of you, and I think that you're allowed to celebrate victories and pull out a Michael Bunting jersey on camera for the people not watching Zone Time right now and listening on uh, the variety of plot podcast platforms that we're on, and you should be able to enjoy these little moments in your life. So congratulations, my friend. It's, it's, it's really great to see you be cheering for, you are cheering for a winning hockey club right now. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, generally, it's, it's, I really honestly, am. Yeah, it's it's good. It feels good, you know, to, to see your team do well in the regular season. Um, but you know, uh, I just hope that again that all of these things are. It's not just like you know this weird little patch where it's like, okay, we're just feeling good and that's it. And that you know, and the thing I like about Sheldon Keith is that anytime he you know he has his his pre and post game talks, he's very like he doesn't care. The like, yeah, it's good that they're winning and it's good that they're playing well, but he like he understands that this doesn't matter. And anytime he's asked, the, the one word he keeps bringing up is consistency. You know, we want to consistently be playing, be playing like this. We want to always be in a position where we're starting the game on time, where if we have a lead, we're not taking our foot off the gas. And even though the Leafs have been winning their games, there are some moments where they're allowing the opposition to get back, back in the game. Like even their, their latest win against Anaheim, I think they allow like 21 shots in the third period. So there are still some things that need to be like improved on but, you know, I think, I think the big thing is that Keith isn't letting the team forget it. I honestly think every time they walk into the locker room, he has, like, like the documentary or something, like, on a big screen and then says, like, you have to stare at the screen for, like, five seconds before you walk to your stall or whatever. Like, you just, like, like you know, Austin Matthews walks in, looks at Alex Galchenyuk turning over the puck in overtime, walks through. Mitch Marner walks in, looks at Travis Dermott doing a spin-around in the defensive zone in overtime. No, no, John, you know, um, the William Nylander, William Nylander walks through, you see like a whole bunch of clips from game seven and how they were horrible. So I think, I think Keith and the coaching seven. staff and <laughs> yes, he scored when it didn't matter. Uh, anyway. Um, right, yeah. So I think, off. I think the, I think the coaching staff is really uh, holding the team accountable and not letting them forget that like, Hey, we were a good, we we're a good regular season team last year as well, but Look what happened. So just, you know, I think they're really trying to keep themselves in check and, you know, hopefully that continues. Now's the time. Just quickly yeah. on Omar's point and not to sort of uh, bring it up because I know there's more than the Maple Leafs, even though we are, and Leafs are the center of the universe and should be always. Um, <laughs> they're, okay. Julian, you said, you said like enjoy the Leafs being good and then brought up the word contender. I think it's fine to enjoy the Leafs uh, being good at the moment, but to put the projections of a contender on them is where it stops being fun. Okay. Well, I guess that's fair, right? Because that brings the weight of expectations and all that, that's right. right? But I mean, they have a team that is doing as well as it's doing in the regular season. They're a team that is expected to be a contending team. It doesn't necessarily mean they could win the Stanley Cup, but they're expected to be a contending team. It was the case last year. It was the case even the year before then too. Like they, they've had this label on them for maybe a little bit. They just need to deliver. Yeah. I mean, I just think like they're two sort of separate ideas because like enjoying the least being good and then putting the weight of expectations on them seem to stop making fun. You look at it last year, like Dom Lachizan's model had the Leafs at 18.2% of winning the Stanley Cup. And 
so it was just like enjoy them being good but I don't want to put any um you know illusions of winning the Stanley Cup on this group because it stops being fun again Sam I'll give you last word on the Leafs before we move on to the next topic I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I disagree with her. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being considered a contender. I think, I think the problem with the word contender is that people don't realize that even when you're a contender, you have like a 22% chance of winning it all, right? Mm-hmm. Like being, being a really good team that is in the best position to win is like, you still have an 80% chance of losing. It's incredibly difficult, which is why you know, you want, you would, I would much rather be as much as I make fun of Leafs fans and beliefs, I'd much rather be in a position where that team is good and winning 14 games than being a team that like goes on a Cinderella run and then sucks after. So yeah. have fun with well, that. at least, at least you have the Cinderella. I mean, some people would argue you have the memories, right? I don't know. There's a whole <laughs> way you could go in on that, but we can go in on the Montreal Canadiens in the fact that after their Cinderella run, everything has gone to, well, crumbling down. Yeah, like a building just kind of falling in on itself, the implosion. That's basically the Montreal Canadiens right now. Mark Bergevin is gone. Trevor Timmons is gone. Their AGM Scott Mellenby resigned. Uh, Paul Wilson even fired the PR, the head PR guy. Like they, they clean swept everything moving. Yeah. And also some of those pieces I mentioned may or may not be linked to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I can let you guys comment on the Canadians collapse right now, man, with the, from a managerial standpoint, if you want. I think it might be a little bit more fruitful if we talk about another, if there's another team out there who deserves some kind of front office sweeping and it can be the Canucks. Uh, if we so choose to go there, I understand that a lot of people in Vancouver have wanted the, uh, the front office managerial staff to be uh, cleaned out for quite some time. Uh, we've made it no secret about uh, Jim Benning and how he's gone in Vancouver, Sam, uh, how like Jim Benning, Vancouver right now? I mean, let, let's just throw it out there, right? Like overdue, right? Okay, it's well, I, I, you're taking that stance, I guess. I mean, I mean, he might leave. I don't know what it's going to take at this point for him to get fired. Like this is, I don't know what it's going to take for anyone to get fired. They've won seven games. It's December, when this comes out, it's December the 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spent... The last two years saying, look how well we did in the bubble. We took Vegas to seven games. This is a great core. Uh, people were falling over themselves to say Benning had a great offseason. And like he had a good offseason relative to all his other previous offseasons, but those were all terrible. So like you have to think of the context when you say he had a good offseason. And like, yeah, I'll give it to him. Connor Garland was a good pickup. But this is a team that we've been told is going to continue to improve. And they're terrible. Like they're not even, it's not even like Ottawa where you lose, but like they look like they're having fun or they put in a good effort. They just look like garbage. It's painful to watch. It's not fun. It's it. And it's the same thing every night. And yet they're just, they're unwilling to make any decisions about the coach, about the front office, like nothing. They're just gonna, they're just gonna wait. And it just, it makes no sense. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you good? No, I'm not good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, just I was actually like upset that they lost to the Habs last night. I mean, that they beat the Habs. Yep. Felt yeah, like a loss. yeah, yeah, jeez. <laughs> that's how bad that looks, how bad you felt. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every win just prolongs, yeah. prolongs the suck. Uh, you need a hug. <laughs> I'm so I sorry. need a new GM. Yeah. Uh, I just don't get, I don't get what they're waiting for. Like to Sam's point, like when you have like, I thought, I don't know, like, I don't follow the Canucks, like, every single day, but I think, man, you hit bikini bottom when a player says out loud, we don't know what we're doing during a drill. Like, I don't know how, like, how Travis Green, like, and again, I'm not throwing all this to Travis Green, but I don't know how, like, you just say, like, you know what, let's just fire someone or, like, just let someone leave and see what happens there. But they're doing, like, absolutely nothing. It's insanity, man. It's the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I don't know if they're if they just like internally they're just like okay we're just gonna tank for a tank for the first overall pick first overall pick. I don't know if that if that's what it is, but it's just like it's just it's just getting from bad to worse. And like now now we're now the, now there's speculations about what's happening in the room and like beef between players. It's just it's just crazy because now we're going beyond the on ice stuff and we're only focusing on off ice issues and that's an issue it's not even just the locker room like fans are now talking about like beefs between media members like the hockey is so bad that we will literally talk about anything else that could be more entertaining in terms of media beef in vancouver what's the spiciest media beef going down right now oh the spiciest media beef is between ian mcintyre and matt sakaris right now (laughs) Oh, what's can you can you give us some context for people east of the country? Uh, like, the like what's going is, down? The context is they are like publicly sniping each other on Twitter for one for being for McIntyre says Sakaris is like fabricating things about the locker room rift, and Sakaris is calling McIntyre like a management lackey because he was photographed uh, walking with Francesco Aquilini in the airport. Ooh. Oh boy. Okay. And so okay. that's what people are talking about instead of, you know, oh losing every single game. It's bad in Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, Arun, do you have any thoughts on this? I want to let you get in on this. No, I mean, I think like Sam and Omar have covered most of it. I mean, I just think it really speaks to, I think, what a lot of Sam is saying. It's like, if this hasn't already happened, Benning hasn't already been gone, like, what's it going to take? Right. I looked it up. Like, Travis Green's the eighth longest standard head coach in the NHL, which is fascinating to me. So, like, for Travis Green and Benning, yeah, it seems like Aquilini doesn't really want to get rid of these guys, despite the franchise uh, being in turmoil. Um, I'm not particularly sure. And to look to other organizations, yeah, like, I don't know. 
I was like thinking about what other organizations would need a complete overhaul. And it seems like the Canucks are the only real answer, unfortunately, but it really does seem to be that, you know, ownership has complete faith in their head coach and general manager. Uh, The Aquilini might be the only guy in the hockey world who has that faith in his coach and his GM to figure it out. I mean, you could say maybe it's tanking for the first overall pick. Uh, My mildly hot take on that is tank for 2023 instead where Connor Bedard and Matt Mitchkoff are there. Um, that's how I feel about that, man. A lot of these teams are tanking a year too early, but that's just my two cents. Yeah. Bedard, Bedard, Mitchkoff are both generational at this point, but anyway, uh, that's not here nor there. Uh, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but it does seem like the Canucks were to make any moves. It'd be in the off season. Cause why hasn't it happened already? Which is so know. weird because, like, you see, like, you know, the Habs clean house and maybe the final last year, right? And again, there's obviously a, a lot of other things that happen within the organization, but like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a Canucks fan, I'm like looking at Montreal and I'm looking back at my team and it's like, like what's the what's the difference? Like, I I, I don't I don't get what's the difference. Like, they're they're losing as many games. You know, the the feel around the team is, you know is up and down more down than up than up nowadays but it's like i i don't get what they're waiting for and even if the plan is to tank like okay so tank 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 for what you're still gonna have the same people around who are going to build up what what you're what you've been breaking down okay yeah sure let's retool but you're gonna have the same people like that doesn't make any sense like so it's just like just let let people go I, i don't know man like maybe like is there like is it like a ransom going around? Like, are there like, 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 you know, secret secrets or whatever? Are there like stuffed animals that are being threatened or something? Like, because I, at animals? This point, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I just don't get, I don't understand how, how like at the very least, because again, we, we see it all the time. We see it all the time. When an NHL team starts to suck, the first one to get it is the coach. Yeah. So I'm actually really surprised Travis Green is still around. I thought he'd be, I thought he'd be out first. And then they would just wait until the off season and then like offload, you know, bending and whatever. But it's like, no, like everyone's still here. So like, I, I don't, I don't know what the plan is. And again, yeah. as a person who used to be a fan of a team who didn't know what the plan was, it's not fun. And I agree with you. He like, I'm surprised he's still here, but at the same time, if you look at that roster, like if everyone was firing on all cylinders, I don't think Travis green is getting this team any better than like right on the edge like maybe a wild card team. That roster is not good enough to make the playoffs regularly. Mm-hmm. And like people who there are there are a loud faction of fans here who are like, this is just Travis Green's system. This team should be way better. And it's like this blue line is garbage. Like it, it it's not a good roster. They should be they should be better than what they are now. But the idea that this is a team of contenders is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when over not. the offseason when we saw all the players passed out on the ice after that drill, little did we know it was a prophecy for the future. <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks are really in it. And hey, I would be very happy for Sam and for a lot of Canucks fans if by the time this episode drops, maybe the Canucks did something. But it well, doesn't seem as if they're going to do anything. The rumor this morning was that they're super interested in Mark Bergevin, so I don't know if I actually want. Wait, to whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh yeah, right. Oh. Remember, time out, time oh, out. Omar, you didn't catch that, right? When I was listing off all the guys for being let go from the Canadians, like I was saying, the Canucks are interested in some of them, and it's I not thought that was just a joke. Mark, but Omar, but Omar, it's not just Mark Bergevin. There's interest in Scott Mellenby too, and oh, there's boy. interest in Sean Burke, who's the goalie 
coach consultant for the Canadians right now. The Canucks essentially want to be the Canadians right now, <laughs> it, it, reportedly. Reportedly. Can I? Can I? Can I just say so? Can I just talk directly to? I'll get uh, Omar. You have Omar. You have the last word on the Canucks, and then we'll move on to uh, the hottest beef in the National Hockey League. Right yeah. Now. Whether I'm talking to you, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to solo this, solo camp. Give him the solo camp. I need you to understand, okay? If you want to be a general manager or an owner or a hockey president, whatever, just do it. Just do it. Because year after year, we see all these examples of these people just doing things that make absolutely no sense. They just fired everyone in the Habs organization. So we're going to rehire them to join us because they're going to help? How the hell does that make any sense? That's like that's like someone using a baseball bat to like try to hit a ball. The bat breaks, and then the person throws the broken bat, and then someone else use, tries to use the broken bat to hit the ball afterwards. That doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So listen, if you want to be a GM, if you want to be anything in the NHL, just do it. And if they ask you for a resume, say, I don't need a resume. And if they say why, list off. All the people that get hired after they do bonehead stuff. You know what? You know what? You know what's gonna be funny? The Canucks are gonna fire are gonna fire Benning and then they're gonna hire Peter Shirelli. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. And then Peter Shirelli's gonna come in and he'd be like, you know what? You know what? I have a vision. Why do I you believe, hate me? I believe that I can be, I can make a contender. I believe I can do all of these things. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna make absolutely no sense. Thank you so much. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying it's it's a cycle. It's a cycle of stupid. And I don't understand why it keeps happening. Just hire new people. It's like like go into the younger systems and hire hire new people. God. The only thing I just want to add before we move off here to anyone listening to Omar's rant who feels inspired. Uh, and happens to live in Montreal, learn French. That's yes. the only thing I'll add to that because you have to learn French to be the GM there. Let's talk about uh, the hottest beef in the National Hockey League right now, which is uh, Brendan Lemieux versus Brady Kachuk. As I understand, and you could tell I was listening to the recent episode of the Steve Dangle podcast, this Kachuk-Lemieux rivalry is like generational. It goes to their yeah. parents, well, their dads, essentially, uh, Claude and Keith. And uh, recently over the weekend, we all know about the, uh, the well, we could say alleged, but we saw the bite mark alleged. on Brady Kachuk. Come, like, on. come on, guys, it's there. Uh, I have to say it, man. Brendan Lemieux showed a lack of brought up C in house training when he bit Brady Kachuk on the hand. And Brady Kachuk was very furious about it. I don't know if we have time for me to read out the uh, the post game quotes, or maybe we'll just throw in the uh, the video, the cameo of Gilbert Gottfried reading it. Who knows? Because <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. Jonathan Quick went to bat for Brendan Lemieux, saying he would rather have Brendan Lemieux than Brady Kachuk, which I think is the funniest lie of twenty twenty one. No, no, no. It's okay, Julian. It's okay. Funniest lie. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Quick. It's okay. Jonathan Quick is just a liar. It's a, it's a bold faced lie. Bold face lie. I'm sorry, like, dog. Like, come Jonathan, on, I, Jonathan Quick. I get it. That's your teammate. You want to stand up for him and you want to make him feel wanted in the organization. You have to stand behind your boy. You can't be going around saying, hey, you know what? You're right. I'd rather Brady Kachuk. You have to stand up for your boy. But you ain't got to lie to kick it, my man. You ain't got to <laughs> lie like this. You don't have to. Just, all you have to do is just be like, man, it was a dumb thing that happened, but we don't need any of this beef. Brendan's still a valued member of our team. You don't need to go so far to say that. Uh, any other hilarious thoughts you want to bring up on 
the you hottest like, beef in the National Hockey League. I was going to say the only thing that was almost as funny as Quick's bold face lie is the report today that Brady Kachuk might need a tetanus shot. <laughs> It was funny. I think CJ, when I did the podcast with CJ, CJ, I think made that joke that he might need one. I didn't know that was actually like real. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if that was real or a joke, honestly. I don't oh, know if God. it's real or not, but the fact that it's like kind of believable is the best part. Of <laughs> also, I don't think as of right now, we know, oh well, as of the, as now we're recording, we don't know if Brendan Lemieux has been suspended. We know there's an in-person, in-person hearing, but as mm. of now, as we're doing this episode, we don't know how long he's been suspended for. It could be at least five games, but it looks like it's going to be longer for biting somebody. Yeah, yes. there, was, there was a joke that the NHL capitalized the B in biting when they announced the uh, Lemieux in-person hearing. So therefore, yeah, they, they did. Really are huh. taking it seriously, TM. Uh, hey, there's... I did it. I made that joke. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe <laughs> I I'm made just that reading... joke. Maybe I'm just reading Julian's tweets back to himself. Then, um, man, I Brendan appreciate Lemieux, that, buddy. Brendan Lemieux just—he's been. Listen, not to get too deep into it into the HF Board's common circle, but Brendan Lemieux has oh. been a thoroughly unlikable guy since. Even reported back to his days with the Greater Toronto Hockey League, Toronto Red Wings, like he has been mm. despised even through his minor hockey career. He wasn't particularly well liked in the OHL, and you know you can't just bite dudes. Like and Brady Kachuk saying that's for babies. He's spot on. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, here's the thing, man, Brandon. You're, right. you're also not your dad, bro. Like Claude Lemieux got away with all the shit he did because he could actually play a little bit. He's a 1995 Conn Smythe winner. Brendan Lemieux, I mean, I actually went on natural stat trick before um, disappearance just to see it. It's like it's on ice, like five on five numbers are like surprisingly good, but not not good enough for Jonathan Quick to come out and make his first public appearance in 10 years to defend his fourth line guy who's out here biting people. And it might be, aside from Tony D'Angelo, the most thoroughly unliked player in the whole league. I just... Uh, it, it's a it's a weird guy to cape for. I I don't necessarily see it. Um, but those are really only like my thoughts on that. Jonathan Quick, like the last time I remember him making a media appearance was when when his adorable daughter was like running around the podium after they won their first of two cups, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just pops out of the woodwork to defend Brendan Lemieux. Like I don't even think guys on the Kings outside of Quick really like Brendan Lemieux. That might be unsubstantiated a bit, but he's been thoroughly unliked at every stage of his career. Uh, and now it's coming out at the NHL level too. I was going to say the only person I know of who clearly likes Brendan Lemieux and his buddies with him is Tony D'Angelo. Don't they have a podcast? Yeah, watch your tone. Oh W-Y-T. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, it's the acronym is WYT. No way. You like so so it's white. <laughs> Coincidence. Oh man, oh, those God. two. Oh man, look, uh, all I could do is laugh because sometimes when you're just faced with stupidity like that, all you could do is laugh. Why should I waste my time and be worried about people being dumb when I could just laugh at you being dumb? Because what Brendan Lemieux did was absolutely, positively dumb. Acidine, acid 10, acid 11, acid 12. You count all the way to 35 if you have to. It was dumb. And if Brady Kachuk has to get himself a tetanus shot, God bless that man, because yeesh, I, I would not want that for anybody. 
Um, I think we kind of poured through as much, unless Omar, you look very pensive. Was there one other burn you wanted to apply before we ended this episode? No, I just don't get like, like why? Like I, you know what I mean? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't like, know I, either. Like I, like I, I understand being mad. I get it, but like, but damn, man. Like when I watched somebody, like when he like when Brady Kachuk like showed his hand, like he bit me. I was like, whoa, he like legitimately bit him. Like I was like, holy man. Like was like was he like hungry or something? Like I, I don't understand. Like how do you bite? I don't know how hungry that could hard, be, especially on the palm, man. Like that's actually where it's supposed to be. Like it's supposed to have a lot of like thickness and skin. So if you fall, like, you know, put your hands out, you're okay. Like he bit through that, man. Like what? Uh, like how know. does the hearing even go? I like, I, I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like I look at him. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You bit him. Like, I don't does, know. does he try to defend it? Does he say like, oh no, I actually, you know, I, I, I opened my mouth and he missed a punch and then put his hand in my mouth and then I accidentally bit down and then did not let go. So I, I, I feel like know. I should not be suspended. Like I don't know, man. Like. It's, it's, it's very weird. I understand that. Last thing I'll say on this whole thing with the topic of Brendan Lemieux and seeming as if a lot of stuff he's done in his past is not all that great. No shout out to that guy on Twitter or that reporter who said he saw him do some pretty crappy things, I think, for an AHL team and said it's not his job to report. Uh, you also deserve a zero as well, my guy. Uh, yeah, just... Sorry, not to kind of just throw a little, you know, stray at somebody at the end of all this, but like, yeah, I think after what we've learned over the last little couple of months here, we can't be sitting on the sidelines whenever we see people do shitty things. And Brendan Lemieux is no exception. And with that, that brings an end to this week's edition of Zone Time. Arun, thank you so much for pinch hitting. Sam, as always, thank you for pouring out your emotions about the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> My intuition's telling me there are going to be better days. And Omar, well, thanks for being you, Omar, because the show wouldn't be the show wouldn't be zone time without you, buddy. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Google, Apple, wherever uh, the podcast could be found. Spotify as well on YouTube as well. Subscribe and get those subscriber counts up. We're trying to get more views on these videos and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And don't bite people. It's not good form. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.